Ellis Williams joins us down the guest line. Uh, like Celine Dion once said, Ellis, my heart will go on. My man, just because a song ends doesn't mean it wasn't enjoyable. I will remember the times coming on here, being with you, chopping it up, and let's look at this as our last dance. We got one last tr crack of this. Let's do it. Well, and uh, the good news about all of this is if I'm leaving, it mean it means my G's are up. You know that, that itty-bitty fitties G's are up, and... I mean, you're the only guy on the Panthers beat right now, so I know your G's are up, so we're leaving this. Like, we're more successful now than we were when, there, when our everyday Tuesday or every week Tuesday hit began some six months ago. That's pretty powerful. Us three, the G's, man. That's all you can ask for, right? So let's get into the Baker Mayfield press conference coming up in an hour's time because I believe Scott Fitter will also be speaking at the same time. What do you want to hear from Baker Mayfield, or is there anything you want to hear from Baker and or Scott Fitterer today when they talk about this move and how it was made and, and Baker coming to Carolina? Uh, yeah, I'm interested in a few things. I think it'll be interesting to hear what Scott has to say about just like how the trade kind of came together, why Baker Mayfield, uh, what it means for the quarterback competition, some stuff we've inferred, but it's to hear it. Uh, from the source and just the way they frame that. From a Baker Mayfield standpoint, uh, I I'm curious as to how he'll answer taking that $3.5 million pay cut. Um, you know, I, I suspect it'll be along the lines of him just wanting to get somewhere where he felt wanted and can win. You know, we'll get a lot of cliche out of this um, with it just being, you know, the first press conference and that's virtual. Um, this, I suspect, to be a bit cookie cutter, but there are, there are some points that I think it's important for Baker to hit um, about just coming in and wanting to prove himself. I think that's the, the bar he should set. And then we can start seeing bravado Baker and, and camp and that fire and that lighting. Once he gets uh, some chemistry and some uh, confidence with this group for this first one, I, I are going to get a cool, calm and collected Baker Mayfield. Who's just going to be honest and, 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 revealing about how willing and ready he is to come to Carolina and just get to work. Everybody has a plan until David Newton asks them a press conference. I've said that for a while now. Ellis, let's go to, let's start with the quarterback competition thing. Are you buying that there will be a quarterback, a legitimate, honest quarterback competition for the Panthers this year? I think it starts open and legitimate, uh, but the moment Baker does, the slightest thing that just stands out or pops or as his, as he starts getting more comfortable with the offense, well, as soon as the, the staff, Matt rule, Ben McAdoo feel comfortable with Baker taking those first reps, uh, out repping Sam, uh, I think it'll just drift to Baker. Like, I don't think there's going to be this one moment in camp or in a preseason game where we're like, Oh, that's when Baker won the job. You know, like, I don't, I don't think it's go down like that. I think they, I think it would make sense to have a, a, a preconceived plan that, like, all right, this is open, but you don't trade for a guy with the impression that he's just going to come in and be your backup, someone with the resume and, and pedigree of Baker Mayfield. So, like I said, this will be a, a job that starts open. We'll talk about the back and forth for maybe the first week or two, but then you'll just slowly Baker get more reps, and you'll see Baker start to – bark a little bit more to his players and just skip in as he gets in control of that offense 
it'll just quietly become Baker's team before any starters are ever announced. That's what I'm suspecting, at least. Ellis Williams of the Charlotte Observer on the guest line breaking down uh, the Baker Mayfield trade. And also, we're doing this in advance of the Baker Mayfield press conference, which is going to be on the station in one hour's time at 1230. We're going to be carrying that live here on the Nick Wilson Show. But as we get ready for that, um, you know, a, a fourth or fifth round pick and $5 million is a pittance to acquire a starting quarterback, even for only one year in the NFL. So I'll ask you. If we if we just start at the next year, what's the bar for success for the Panthers in Baker coming out of this trade? I think that it can be a bit of a moving target. Like it, both the Panthers are in a, that Baker Mayfield is also where they need each other right now. How long do they need each other? That right now in the these two need each other desperately. Quite frankly. Matt Rule has a, a year three opportunity. I think he'd get to now that he has this chance. Uh, another five win season is out of the question. This team needs to make serious strides to being a playoff contender. Baker Mayfield needs to get back to showing people he's more of that 2020 version of himself who can protect the football, you know, throw single digit interceptions and, and flirt with 30 touchdowns. Uh, he needs to throw anywhere between 32 to 3,800 yards, depending on you know the, the amount, the volume of throws that Ben Mackey is going to be calling. Um, and this team needs to allow its playmakers to succeed and carry the offense, the Christian McCaffrey's, the DJ Moore's, and putting their defense in such horrible situations with turnovers and, and partly the special teams, which they've revamped and will have nothing to do with Baker Mackey. Point being, collectively, this team needs to come together now that they finally got the last piece of this long offseason that has been a, a revamp. The, like I said, the special teams, new punter, new returner, bringing back kicker, the old line completely remade. The last piece that was missing was Baker Mayfield in what is now Matt Rule's promised year three turnaround. So here we go. This is it. The pieces are in place. We're going to the training camp here in two weeks. Uh, for this to be something that is past this season, that's a decision that Carolina doesn't really have to worry about literally until the season's over. Sam Donald and Baker both playing on NBA-style expiring deals, and they have Matt Corral on, on a team-controlled four-year rookie contract. And they're going to have options, and they're going to be able to sit back and make a comfortable decision on who they want to invest in the quarterback position this season. But for the short term, Baker needs the Panthers just as much as the Panthers need Baker Mayfield. Ellis, there was a uh, a report out there that uh, that the Panthers had talked to Matt Corral about this move before it was made, and that there was uh, maybe I'm paraphrasing here, but a a promise that Baker Mayfield is a short term answer, and that Matt Corral was still the future. Have you heard anything like that coming from the Panthers organization? I've talked to some in the organization who are confident. Matt Corral st still has a future in Carolina, and that is how they view uh, the room going forward. But uh, this game changes so quickly that I, I don't think anyone is all that worried about the future right now because you can't get to the future if you don't take care of the present. And the people inside the, that building are aware of that. So it just it makes sense to call the quarterback you selected, the quarterback you traded up for, 
the future of your organization. How tied are you to a third round pick if uh, the another quarterback that you already have in who is young themselves is playing better? Things can change and can probably change quickly. But I do believe that in the short term, Baker and Sam are going to be the guys tag to start, and Matt Corral is going to have a, a year to redshirt really and learn. He will have no pressure to come in and win the job now. He'll have no pressure if there's a early injury in you know in the first four weeks to the starting quarterback. And then you be in either Arnold or Baker, whoever didn't win the job. And Matt's just sitting there chilling and taking it all in and probably as he should, considering he comes from the Ole Miss program that, that was quite simplistic in his reads and, and they weren't huddling and, and the signals on the side college football you come into a very complicated and complex Ben McAdoo system, one that they everyone believes Matt Corral could thrive in, but that he's not quite ready for. So the future is really Matt Corral's only chance of playing, whether Baker Mayfield was in Carolina or not. Now it gives him an even better buffer to just take a step back, become a pro, and like I said earlier, the team will reevaluate all of this, their entire quarterback room, once the season's over. Ellis, uh, let's move outside of the quarterback position here. How likely is it Carolina adds another significant potential starting edge rusher before the season? I think there's a good chance of it. Um, you know, significant and, and starter are, are qualifiers that I, I'm not sure which one is more accurate. Like, they may add a starter. I'm not sure it'll be significant, right? So the, the, the pool is thinning. Uh, I think more than a starter, they want another body, someone that they can rotate in that position, like like a hockey line before, that they just want to keep that D-line fresh. They'd love to have a an edge guy that can also play a little three technique and fight inside when need be. So they're looking for you know more of a versatile, able body than really uh, a, a name, in my estimation. Um, it, could that change? Yes, but I think regardless the position – of edge rusher will be addressed whether it's before camp or sometime during camp they're they're going to get someone else in there i'm pretty sure of that follow this man on the twitter machine at book of ellis and uh he is the panthers beat writer for the charlotte observer i'll make sure to keep in lock with his work as uh he's listen you got a hell of a future all right, uh, I'm going back to Cleveland. Who the hell knows where your future stop is going to be? Because you're onwards and upwards, my guy. Even though you know you're killing it at the Charlotte Observer, I'm making it sound like we're both leaving. Only me, uh, Ellis. You've been so great, man. Thank you for for joining us over the last couple months, and uh, thank you for always knowing whether our G's were up or down. Back to the future goes Nick Wilson. I'm happy for you, man. I'm proud of you. This has been a blast, and I'll keep the G's up here, man. You know me and anybody got it.